Good morning, kids. Um, it's so nice to see your faces. Uh, parents, just a reminder, if you could help me by setting your screens to speaker view, that would be really great. So, okay. All right, let's see if we're all ready to hear today's message. Can you show me that you're ready? Okay, great. Uh, before we begin, I want to review a word uh, that many of you might already know, but some of you might be learning for the first time today. The word is testimony. Okay. Testimony is something you give um, with words. So testimony is your word, meaning that the word you stand on is be that it's true. Okay. For example, if you see your mom holding your dad's hand and your dad smiles at your mom's smiling face, then you come running to me and you tell me that your mom and dad are holding hands and are smiling at each other. That is a testimony you're giving me about your mom and dad. Does that make sense? You are testifying that what you are telling me is true, accurate, and it's not a lie. So a testimony is a true story. So do you remember last week we began to think about Pentecost? Do you remember that Pentecost means 50? And if you count 50 days from Easter, then that'll be the day of Pentecost, right? So we're Pentecost. In the Old Testament times, it would be 50 days from Passover. Uh, but for us, it's Easter. Okay? Do you also remember I told you that this year, Pentecost will be on May 31st? That's next Sunday. So Pentecost Sunday is next Sunday. I'm getting excited. Do you also remember last week, we talked about how in the Old Testament, Pentecost was a very special time of the year when families would go to the temple to worship God. They would bring with them the first fruits of their harvest. That meant they were bringing to God a share of their good crop. They were giving God a portion they were giving back to God a share of what God gave to them. And since wheat and grains were very important crops, which is why Pentecost was first called the Feast of the Wheat Harvest, uh, but then as people grew other wonderful crops, Pentecost became the Feast of First Fruits. So that meant any fruits or vegetables that the people grew, so like if you grew grapes, you brought the first grapes of the season. So each year when their crops would grow, the people brought those first fruits, which they were able to grow from the land that God gave them. Families would put their first fruits in their own baskets and take it to the temple as an offering to God. Do you know what they did once they got to the temple in Jerusalem? They would take the basket of first fruits to the priest who would then place the basket before the altar as an offering to God, then the families would do something very, very wonderful. They would give their testimony. That's right. The people would tell the story of how God chose their family to become a mighty nation and how when the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, God brought them out of slavery. But more than that, more importantly, God, then gave to Moses God's commandments, God's law, 
God's words. And these words told the people, and I'm reminded each generation of families that came after that they belong to God. God made a covenant with them that when God gave God's word, it was true. God would be their God and they would be God's people because God gave them God's word. They trusted God because, and, and they became the people of God. So you see, when the people brought their first fruit offerings, they gave it as a testimony, as a truth of how God gave them a future, how God made them his people. They would say, now, Lord, I'm bringing you the first share of crops from the soil. After all, you, God, have given them to me. So they would place their baskets of first fruits in front of the Lord, their God, and bow down and worship. You see, Pentecost was a time of declaring how God provides for God's people. Not only did God provide the Israelites with a land flowing with milk and honey, where they could make a home and grow crops like wheat, God also gave them God's law. The Israelites knew that their daily bread, which is food, and the word of God were the most important things in life. The most important thing. Food and God's word were the essentials of life. I bet a lot of us are learning that these days during this coronavirus time. Now, I want to make sure we understand that the offering the people gave at Pentecost isn't exactly the offering we bring to church on Sundays. Our offerings on Sundays is kind of like it, though, in that we bring offerings on Sundays to tell God how thankful we are. Our Sunday offering is another way of saying to God, we thank you, God, because you provide for the things we need in life. But more than that, we are so thankful that you saved us and gave us hope and a future which we find in your word. We are so thankful. So we bring to you a share of what we earn. But remember, I told you last week, money is not the only offering we can give to God. You see, when we give our whole selves to God, that is an offering. When we love the Lord our God, with all of our hearts, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, and we love our neighbor as ourselves, that is an offering to God. When we give to God anything we can do using the gifts that God gives us, like our artistic skills, our intelligence, our kindness, our fun personalities, our athletic abilities, our ability to keep things neat and clean, or anything you can do because God made you able, that is an offering that is pleasing to God. I want to end by giving you a testimony. That means what I'm about to tell you is a true story. I had a picture to show you to prove that it happened, but last week my computer wiped out all my pictures. I give you my word that this is what happened. On April 17th, 2016, which was four years ago, 
all of you who were in the children's ministry got a brand new Bible. The Bible that most of you are using today. Do you know how you got that Bible? Well, you see, Mr. Billy, who is married to Miss Joey, and they have a one-year-old daughter named Mackenzie, who has the sweetest curls in her hair. Well, Mr. Billy in 2016 had just gotten a new job, and he wanted to thank God for providing for him in this way. So he made an offering to God and gave the children's ministry a share of his first paycheck, his first fruits. With that offering, Mr. Billy bought every child at our church a Bible. The Bibles that you use today are Mr. Billy's first fruits offering. Isn't that awesome? It makes me so excited to tell you that story to all of you. So this week, let's keep thinking about what it means to give thanks to God for providing for us so many ways. One way we can do this is to practice saying thank you for things. I want to invite you all to join me at 2.30 this afternoon to make this. It's a chain, it's a Thanksgiving chain. Okay, so far I have 46 links. Every day I write down one thing I'm thankful for on these colorful strips of paper that I have. And then I add it to my chain. It's a daily reminder that there is just so much to thank God for in our lives, that our days are filled with blessings. I will explain a little more when we meet at 2.30, but for those of you who cannot join us later today, I emailed your parents already and explained what it is so that you can do it on your own at home. The goal is to keep adding every day, adding a chain to um, the whole thing. And so that when we finally come together on, uh, to church on Sunday into the building, we're going to hang our chains in the fellowship hall. And it's going to be like a, a Thanksgiving offering to God saying, thank you. Thank you, God. And thank you for bringing us back to our building so we could be with each other um, and worship you. So if you can, please join me at 2.30 today. So let's pray. Can you open them? Shut them. Thank you, God, for giving us what we need. Open them. Shut them. Thank you, God, for your law and decrees. For you are our only trust indeed. With you alone, is there any guarantee? Yeah, I could go on. Open them. Shut them. Give your hands a clap. Open them, shut them, now fold them in your laps. Let's pray. Dear God, how can we not thank you? You, you, God, made the moon and the stars and the highest heavens. And who are we that you should be mindful of us, should even think about us? But you watch over us and you provide for us. We are not in need because you are there for us. We thank you for giving us what we need each day. Thank you for making us yours. Honestly, we cannot say thank you enough, God. So please, take our lives. May we love you with everything we have.
And may it be a pleasing offering to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.